Welcome to Unfiltered, Unpolished, and Uncut. I am your girl, Alba Nouveau. I want to thank you for taking the time for clicking play button. This podcast is much shorter than I normally do on a regular basis, but I wanted to share this story with you. I hope you enjoy it. And if you've had anything similar happen to yourself, just uh, let me know. Hit me back. So stay tuned for the podcast for today and I guess I'll catch you later. <sighs> it's Saturday, 8 a.m. in the morning and I still might have my raspy voice because I literally just woke up. So I still got my morning breath. <laughs> But I decided to come on here and I felt like I had to share this. Some of you um, may have listened to me before. I need a hot drink. My voice is so raspy. That's a total side note. But if you guys have listened to me before, um, I've mentioned to you guys how I have some really crazy dreams. And I felt like I needed to come on here and share this one because it was absolutely bonkers. But, um, you know what it is with dreams? Like, you don't know where they start sometimes because you tend to forget. But from what I remember, it starts off with um, me being in this school hall or the school grounds. And all the kids are outside playing. It's, it's like uh, maybe recess time or something. And there's a couple of parents standing around. And there had been a couple of kids that were throwing bread to feed a couple of pigeons. And everything's going okay. And please believe um, it's going to get a bit crazy, like explicit. So... If you don't want to listen to it, or if you're squeamish, then please don't listen to this segment. You can skip through it, so there's a plus. We're all sitting or standing around, kids are running around, and pigeons are being fed. It's a cool, let's say fall, um... The scene is calling for fall. And I turn to notice that there's these three huge black dogs in the very center of the playground. And they're starting to munch on this bread that's being thrown on the floor. Big slices of bread. And I'm thinking to myself, those things are huge. Why are they even on the school grounds? You know, they're not allowed to be on school grounds, any any dogs. And I'm talking to a parent, but my eye is on this, and it's bugging me. It's bugging me. All of a sudden, one howls. And they don't look like wolves, but they are hairy, and they're black. And... Oddly enough, I don't know how I didn't come to a conclusion that they might have been related to wolves because of their hair 
just their coat was different than a regular dog's. And it seems like at some point their coat would raise as they howled. The second one howls. And no one even takes notice. No one, you know, clocks it. It's like everyone's still talking and not paying attention. And I'm the only one checking this out. And the parent who's talking to me is still talking nonstop, not even, you know, flinching at the fact that we're hearing howling. And then the third one howls. And I kind of clock it. And I said to everyone, we have to get the kids inside. And I start yelling, we have to get the kids inside. They're calling other wolves, is what I said out loud. And everyone looks at me like I'm crazy, like those aren't wolves. I'm like, that's, it's communication. They're, they're, they're calling for more. We have to get the kids inside, but we can't have the kids run. So... Because it will obviously draw attention to the kids. So at this point, it's kind of like telephone. I'm talking to parents while walking around, you know, making my way through the grounds, trying to tell parents, listen, don't panic, but we have to get the kids inside. And it's taking forever. And I know that they're coming soon because there's a response from far away that I could hear howl back. So at this point, I'm panicking. I'm like, oh, shit. They're coming. So I'm trying to get the kids to get inside, trying to get the kids inside. And for some reason, it's like nobody's moving. And all of a sudden, at the corner of my eye, as we're getting a good majority of the kids in, I watch one of these big dogs just turn around and attack this kid. And this kid's being you know dragged around like a rag doll and nobody's running to help like everyone's like oh my god but nobody's running towards the child so I, I I remember having a backpack on my back that I drop off my back and I'm running towards the kids and as I'm running towards the kids I look to the side and on the ground there's this big long stick and it looked like a stick hard enough to hit it with so I grab it really quick mid stride running and I start beating on the dog that's attacking the kids the kid had a couple scratches luckily the kid had like a puffy jacket so it didn't directly it wasn't able to do too much damage to the kid because he had this big puffy jacket so I'm i begin to hit it to the point where I turn the stick around to the sharpest point and I stab it. As this is happening, there's still people just standing around and I'm really hoping that no other ones arrive and then everyone's able to get inside. So slowly but surely, everyone's taking their sweet ass time to get into the halls. And here I am still over this wolf, which is now, I've, I've just went mental on it. And you can see it is still alive, but it's badly injured. 
and I'm looking at it kind of sad because I felt bad for some reason for doing that. And then I, all of a sudden, and you know how dreams are so fucking weird. All of a sudden, I am talking to a man. The wolf is now a man. And he's injured. And he's just evil. He's every sense of evil. So he's not just attacking because he was hungry. He was just this evil being. And he starts telling me how if I don't kill him, he'll be back to attack my family. And he'll bring more that it will go on for years that he will even attack my grandchildren at some point and my great grandchildren like it was just like the most fucked up thing you can hear someone is like dying and just saying these really fucked up things to you and I'm just getting so mad and he's still trying to bite in his human form almost like trying to spread some disease and he's just gnarling at me and whatever and I just he somehow I don't know from where he pulls out this needle and this needle has something in it I don't even know what the hell it is in it but he tries to launch it at me with very little strength that he has and I'm able to catch his hand mid stride and take it away and as I take it away because I'm so angry at what he's saying. I take this needle and I jam it right into his into his eye. And as he's like laughing evilly, I'm still like jamming it deeper into his eye and and he's like gasping for air because obviously he's dying. But I had no, there was no stopping me. Like I just kept jamming to his eye because I had to make sure that he was dead for sure. Because I didn't want him to get up and attack any of the children. And this man, it's just like, it's weird because it's, it's, it's someone who I don't think I could ever recognize. It's no one I have seen before. He's very thin with brown hair. Um, his face is sunken in his cheeks. I want to say he was in his 30s. But even with me jamming this needle into his eye. He's. He's still talking. He's still. Not dead. And he continues to spew this, this hatred, this curse type rhetoric. And I just about had it to where I just took the stick that I had and just started smashing his head. And at one point as I smash his head, and this is going to be gross, but at one point when I smash his head, his whole brain pops up and just flies up and just sticks to like a very top of 
I thought I was outside, but it seems like I'm in like this hallway, like this open, this open bridge almost where you know how the canopies are where they cover sometimes and they're made of brick. His brain flies up and splats at the very top and gets stuck. And someone's behind me and they're like, oh, that's gross. And I'm like, yeah, that's fucking disgusting. And then all of a sudden it dislodges and just falls. And as it falls, it it falls through like some sort of grate or something that's like below the ceiling itself. Or maybe there was a fan. I can't really remember. But it's almost like there's slices. Like slices that they they cut for like um, when they're doing experiments, Petri dish type, you know, slices of the brain that just scatter on the floor. And I nonchalantly just start cleaning up everything because obviously there's kids around and you don't want this contamination and stuff. So I take one of these big wide brooms that come with a stick, you know, that they use like in parks and um, big events. And I just start sweeping and I'm just like looking at the pieces and thinking to myself, maybe I should burn this because what if scientists come across these brain, this brain matter and decide to then stick the components into someone else's brain? Like, I don't know what the hell was going on in my dream. It was the most weirdest thing ever. And listen, like I said to you, I have some really fucked up dreams, like movie type dreams. So nothing is ever just a basic black and white. I remember colors. I remember numbers and much more. But I always have something that's very disturbing. And a lot of you are probably going to think to yourself, what the fuck did I just listen to? I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I had to come on here and share what I remember. Because later down the line today is going to be a part where I remember even more, perhaps, or maybe not. It just all depends. Um, I tend to try to remember things and I try to, you're going to call bullshit, but I really can. It's to the point where I can control my dreams. So if in my dream something's not going right... I can feel myself think you have to do this, you have to do that, and I actually go and do it. So I like I tell myself what to do in my dreams, and I I kind of change the outcome of my dreams just because I control it. And then I wake up, and throughout the day I, I feel really drained because these I f these dreams happen very often, different types of dreams, apocalyptic type dreams, and everything. They happen often, and the downfall to it is that when I wake up, I felt like I haven't slept all night. So it's like I'm working overtime and I don't rest properly because of these dreams. So thank you for listening if you've lasted this long because this story is a bit crazy. I tried not to get too, too explicit, but you know, it's kind of a weird one to kind of listen to, to be honest. I don't know. I I might post this. I might not. It all depends. But uh, 
either way, I hope you enjoyed. If you're not squeamish and you like like horror films and all that stuff, and this was like pfft, nothing. But for those of you who are squeamish, you're probably thinking, "Girl, you got some serious mental issues." <laughs> thing is I ha I'm not even like a violent person like it's just I, I don't know I don't know how to say it's just um, I've dreamed some really fucked up things and I kind of wish I didn't because it gets tiring when it happens every single night Thank you for tuning in to Unfiltered, Unpolished, and Uncut. I'm glad that you took the time to get this far. I hope the story didn't make you too squeamish. If you would like to hear more stories like this or more of my dreams, let me know. You can hit me via Twitter at Alba Nouveau. That's A-L-B-A-N-U-V-O. And you can also hit me on Instagram. If you are a lover of Polaroids, you can also check me out on Instagram at Roid Rage Project. That's R-O-I-D Rage R-A-G-E Project. I'm sure you know how to spell that one. <laughs> Thank you so much for tuning in, and I hope you have a wonderful day. I hope I didn't fuck up your day with like that really crazy story, but <laughs> hopefully you have a great remainder of the day as I have to get ready for work. Thank you so much for tuning in once again.